So a few weeks ago, we unveiled Lifeway's new mission, vision, culture statement, which is kingdom come. If you've been with us the last few weeks and you haven't uh, figured that out by now, I'm not sure where you've been because we have been talking about this and excited about this. We have shirts and coffee mugs, all with this new vision, uh, mission, and culture statement on it, kingdom come. And it's not something that we had to come up with. It is straight out of Scripture, straight out of the Lord's Prayer, when Jesus says, Father, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, in Matthew 6, verse 10. And do you notice something about Jesus in the Lord's Prayer? Everything that Jesus says, is he asking the Father? When he says, your kingdom come, It's not a request, it's a command. Because Jesus knew the perfect heart and will of the Father. Jesus said, I only speak what I hear my Father saying and I only do what I see my Father doing. So when Jesus says, your kingdom come, your will be done, he is commanding the realities of heaven on earth. And we have been commissioned to do the same, to bring heaven to earth through this mandate, your kingdom come and your will be done right now in New Philadelphia, in Dover, in Strasburg, in Eurexville, Denison, New Comerstown, wherever you live, wherever you work, wherever you go to school, wherever you are, you carry the kingdom of heaven within you. Jesus said, The kingdom is within you because he has completely taken over everything that you are and you carry the realities of heaven, the kingdom of heaven within you. So this verse has kind of been um, the undertone to everything we've been preaching the last few weeks and that's 1 John 4.17. John says, As he is, talking about Jesus, so also are we in this world. So when it comes to your identity as a son and daughter of the king, that is the lens through which you must view who you are in Christ. As he is, so am I in this world. And that's not a boastful or prideful thing to say. Anything less than that is insufficient for what he paid for on the cross. You are the righteousness of Christ. You are sons and daughters of the king, co-heirs with Jesus in the kingdom. Step into that identity and walk boldly in it. It's nothing to be ashamed about, and it's nothing to feel boastful or prideful about. It's who you are. It's who he wants you to be. As he is, so are you in this world. Jesus, as the Holy Son of God, was the perfect representation of the Father. Jesus said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father, right? So you all, we all, as holy sons and daughters, we also have been commissioned to represent who Jesus is. Everywhere we go, 
Everything we do, every word that we speak, we have been commissioned to represent the King of Kings, the Prince of Peace, the Lord of Lords. Jesus said, as he prayed over his disciples in John 17, it's on the screens, for they no longer belong to this world any more than I do. Your word is truth, so make them holy by the truth. We keep saying this, you have been made holy. I have commissioned them to represent me just as you commissioned me to represent you. Jesus is talking to the Father. And now I dedicate myself to them as a holy sacrifice so that they will live as fully dedicated to God and be made holy by your truth. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. So we are made holy by the truth when Jesus comes into us and redeems us and restores us from life or from death to life. We have been made holy in his sight. Jesus didn't ask the Father to take believers out of the world. You catch that? How often is that our prayer, though? God, get me out of this situation, right? Help! We pray that all the time. But even Jesus said, Father, if it be your will, take this cup from me, but not my will, your will be done. He has commissioned us to go into all the world, preach the gospel, destroy the works of darkness, advance the kingdom. God doesn't want to take you out of this world. Stop waiting for the rapture. He has commissioned you to go into the world, to preach the good news, to set captives free, to destroy the works of darkness, to advance the kingdom of heaven. That is your assignment. We are to be a city on a hill burning brightly, not hiding in a corner. Let your light so shine before all men that they will see you and give him glory. Amen? That is our motive. That is who we are. That in everything that we do, that they will glorify the Father through us. I have commissioned them to represent me just as you commissioned me to represent you. Who are you in this world? Who are you in this world? I can't hear you. You are as he is. I am in him and he is in me. Who are you in this world? You are the literal hands and feet of Jesus. Your voice box, his voice box. Your heartbeat, his heartbeat. This is the truth. And the truth will set you free. And there are many around us who don't know, don't understand, are hurting, are broken. This year has been incredible. How many? <laughs> okay, I have to tell you something. I saw a meme last night on Facebook, and <laughs> I was laughing for like five minutes. He's like, it's not funny. And I said, but it is. It's not that funny, but it just hit me in my funny bone. And so it was this glass of wine, and it was like a, a white, white wine. And so it was like the yellow color. Um, and it says, either you're a pessimist and you see this glass as half empty, or you're an optimist and you see this glass <laughs> as half full, or it's 2020. Is that P in there? <laughs> I mean... 
living all the way to the bedroom. I'm like, that's hysterical. <laughs> oh, Lord. <sighs> that's not Jesus' thoughts about 2020. <laughs> but I'm sure, I'm sure he's laughing too. Because he has a sense of humor. Maybe not mine, but he does have a sense of humor. <laughs> oh, that's the only thing you guys are going to remember from the message today. <laughs> So I was thinking back over from the beginning of this year, and we called this year the year of greater things. The Lord gave us that word. We were on our way home from a trip to Arkansas, and the Lord spoke, and we just began, I began to write while he drove, and the Lord just began to speak about a year of greater things, miracles, signs, and wonders. That is how the year started, guys. Our message series was about that, greater things. Then it was shake it off, shake anything off that hinders you to run the race. This is how 2020 started. I was listening last night to um, one of my favorite messages from the year that I still can't believe came out of us. But when Jesus anoints you, man, you don't have to try. Just be obedient. Go back into the podcast or the YouTube channel and listen to the message, blow up our boxes. My boxes were blown once again listening to the message. This was February 9th, the day that Carol, we went to war for Carol's life. The same day was this message of blowing up our boxes. And in this message, it was we cannot put a box around what the Lord has planned. This is a year of greater things. And if you listen to the message again, it was so prophetic. The things that, I, that we said that we have walked through in this year was like, we didn't know any of this was coming, did you? I had no idea. But God knows. He knows what's going to happen tomorrow, so we don't have to worry. We just need to walk in obedience. And he said, this is a year of greater things. We've seen the dead raised three times over. That same day when we talked about Smith Wigglesworth hitting a guy in the stomach and raising him back to life, we're on the way to the hospital because Carol died in the car on the way home from church. And we went to the hospital. We did not punch her in the stomach, but the family ward in prayer, and she sits here, heart beating, healthy. You're going to hear more about that testimony in the coming weeks, but my goodness, and I remember just the things that were happening, miracle after miracle after miracle. And it hasn't stopped. So we look at March 1 and the pandemic shift happens. And we can say, oh my goodness, this year's awful. Or we can say, nope, this year we move from glory to glory. We have family photo albums we made. And I refuse because on the spine of the albums, it's, you put the date, the year. And I told him I refuse to label this year anything other than glory to glory. Because in the midst of the struggle, in the midst of the chaos, in the midst of the storm, we have seen God move in powerful, mighty ways. We have seen God do what he promised to do. And we also have grown so much in the trust and the confidence of who he, who he is. Right? Are you guys with me? He didn't stop working when March 1st hit. And we've seen God fulfill his words. He is true to his word. The Chiefs won the Super Bowl. There's a prophetic word that the Chiefs would win, and when the Chiefs won, it would usher in the next greatest move of God. Come on. It's happening, guys. 
Are you awake? And during the pandemic, we spent a lot of time trying to figure out how to do church. We were online. We were sitting in these stools looking at a camera. It killed me every week to walk in here and not see your faces. I cried for the first, like, three weeks. I finally got over it. But every time I walked in here, I wept because the body needs to be together. And so we, we, we actually figured out ways to do what we called koinonia. Um, we broke bread online. <laughs> we did FaceTime and Zoom, and we took communion together. And some of you experienced that with us. And it was a most powerful, intimate time with the, our brothers and sisters through social media. But you see, the enemy thinks that he can shut the doors of the church and it'll shut her down. He can't. He woke a sleeping giant. That's you guys. That's us. And then in, when we opened back up and we had parking lot church, the, one of the first messages we preached was revival starts at home. Holy moly, that was such a fun time. I do not miss the horn honking, but <laughs> we'll do it again. But thank you for going with us through all of this and staying faithful and staying present and staying in war in prayer. The enemy has tried to cause a lot of distraction and a lot of strife and a lot of craziness, but he didn't win. And we stand here today still in the middle of the battle, but knowing more confidently than ever where we stand. And we stand firm. And as the body of believers, what we've seen happen is community. We need each other. Not just temporarily, not just once a week. You guys, I found out, like, so many of you communicate with one another on a weekly basis. You need prayer. You need help. You need whatever you need. We moved in a refrigerator last night. We, the body is there. So if you're feeling outside, come in. Don't isolate yourself. This is not a time to be isolated. We need relationship. What did Jesus do? The first thing he did was call 12 disciples to walk alongside of him. He didn't do it alone. He taught, he led, he moved. So today, we are bringing to you something new. In the middle of all this, let's do something new. This year, I felt like a complete stripping down of everything we knew. Everything stopped, life groups stopped, our programming stopped, Think we had to refigure out the food pantry, everything just came to a halt and we're like, okay, what does the church look like now? And the Lord's like, let me define her to you. And a year ago, the Lord gave me a name. And I didn't know when we would be implementing this, but I knew this was coming a year ago. And Trav, I told him the name. He's like, maybe we should think of a different one. <laughs> I'm like, no, I just, I just see it. I just know this is. So we, it grew on him. So hopefully it grows on you guys. But we are launching a ministry called House Fires. House fires. And we're going to define that a little bit more. But it started over a year ago. We had life groups moving forward. We had, we had I don't know, 20-some groups happening every single month. It was amazing. And I'm like, Lord, how do we stop everything and restart it and do a pivot and change it all? I don't know how to do that. And he's like, it's not time yet. Then 2020 hits. We stop everything. We do a pivot. And it's time. You ever pray? <laughs> And you ask the Father for something, and eventually it happens, yeah. 
but you're like, yeah, I didn't mean like that though, Lord, you know? <laughs> and that's, that's ex- I mean, one of our final messages before the, the pandemic was blow up our boxes. Uh-huh. And then the pandemic hits and, and the church is awakened and we see so many incredible things happening all over our world, but we would have never chosen that path to get to it. But he works all things for our good. He doesn't cause it, but he works it for our good. What the enemy meant for evil, God turns for the good. Every time. Turn with me to Acts chapter 2. Hello. That's a really pretty ringtone. Acts chapter 2, we're going to start reading in verse 42. This is the mission vision statement for house fires. Y'all know what happened in Acts chapter 2? Holy Spirit and fire. It fell. And if they had a fire department, they would have called it. Because the house was on fire. And it was the power of the Holy Spirit. Let's, Let's read together. This is after the day of Pentecost, and the 3,000 got saved in one day. Hmm, is it possible to win Tuscarawas County for Jesus? If in one day, 3,000 got saved, healed, delivered, filled with the Spirit, is it possible? Yes. In verse 42, start with me. Every believer was faithfully devoted to following the teachings of the apostles. Their hearts were mutually linked to one another, Sharing communion and coming together for prayer, regularly for prayer. A deep sense of holy awe swept over everyone, and the apostles performed many miraculous signs and wonders. All the believers were in fellowship as one body, and they shared with one another whatever they had. Out of generosity, they even sold their assets to distribute the proceeds to those who were in need among them. Daily, they met together in the temple courts and in one another's homes to celebrate communion. And they shared meals together with joyful hearts and tender humility. They were continually filled with praises to God, enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord kept adding to their number daily those who were coming to life. Hallelujah. What do you notice about the church in Acts chapter 2? She met together daily. Communion, prayer, miraculous signs and wonders, greater things. You guys can laugh. It's okay. (laughs) Fellowship, one body, shared with one another everything they had. The Lord gave us, blessed us with a refrigerator. And so we had an old refrigerator and we were able to bless someone else with a refrigerator. And, and Mal, Mal, you're awesome. I'm sorry I said your name, but, but it was just so cool. She's like, I need a refrigerator and I need a washer. And I was like, well, we have a washer in the garage too. You can have that too. And she's like, sweet. Okay, now Lord, I just need a dryer. Somebody else in the church is purchasing her a dryer. Her apartment, she was in a situation where things got taken away, and, and, and God has taken care of her. How? Through the body being who we are. That's not to boast. That's to be humble and say, whatever I have, it's yours. It's his. And if you are in need, I will not let you stay there, because that's not Jesus. He met every need he came in contact with. So it's so, so powerful. So if you feel in your heart that you want to bless Mal today, I want you to walk up to her and bless her socks off after church. 
okay? Because Jesus is all over that girl and she's called. And he, the enemy tried to steal her life five months ago. But she is here today. This is why the church is important. I'm not gonna steal your testimony all the way. But this girl is a walking example of why we need to meet together, why we need each other. Why we cannot shut down and shut up. But we have to go to war for one another. The Bible says mourn, weep, laugh with each other. Amen. Praise God. Whew. That's just one beautiful, amazing, powerful example. And that girl's she's headed into the ministry. I just said that out loud in front of the whole church. It's true. It's true. This is who we are, church. Acts 2, 42 through 47. This is who you are. This is who I am. This is what we're called to. Which means that we have to be willing to say, um, my house is not perfect, but I have spaghetti in the cupboard. Would you come over and have spaghetti with me? <laughs> my house is not perfect. And the first thing you're going to think is, not my house. I'm never inviting anybody over to my house. <laughs> Get ready. <laughs> Blow up your box. Your house is his house, no matter what size, no matter what state. Okay, that's not in the message. All right, here we go. We believe that house fires is, is a God-given vision. It was started over a year ago. I want to emphasize this started over a year ago, not having a clue what was happening. So life groups are gone. We don't have them anymore. We have serve teams. So if you want to serve, we still have teams that you can serve on. Those are still thriving and functioning. But the Lord has led us in a direction to say, this has to be intentional. You are intentionally meeting together. You are intentionally going to fight for one another, to pray with one another, to break bread together. So what's crazy is as this year has progressed, we started getting house fires ready in May. But it was just like one kind of like slow down after another, like it's not time yet, it's not time yet, it's not time yet. We experienced Let Us Worship with Sean Foyt. I don't know if any of you remember us talking about that, but we traveled to Pittsburgh and to Cleveland where they went out into the parks to worship Jesus because of the pandemic and because of the shutdown and because of many other things. But revival has to get outside of these four walls. The church has to move. Come on. It can't, this isn't the church. This is a sweet building that we get to meet in and we are blessed to have. But you are the church. I am the church. And as we went through this year, one of the things I got was this book. It's called Brazen. It's Sean's testimony. And I'm reading this. I'm like, oh, my goodness. He's about my age. And a lot of things about his life resonate with me. But I got to this part and we were planning this house fires thing. We were working on a guide and all that fun stuff and meeting with our team. And we're saying this has to be organic. That This can't be just a sign up and, and change every month. It has to be people in relationship with people. And Sean, I was reading his book. And he has traveled the nation during this season. And worship revival has spread across the nation. He had over 40,000 people at the National Mall just a month ago. Not even a month ago. He was obedient. Yeah, you were there, Bob. Bob was there. Ooh. Revival. Okay. He's so good. I just want to tell you, there's not a coincidence in the kingdom. If you think, oh, man, that was just a coincidence, there's no coincidence with Jesus. 
So I'm reading this book, and Sean is 17 years old, and he's at the National Mall with Lou Engle, who is a prayer warrior for the kingdom. And he fell flat on his face in the middle of a time of prayer and worship during this big convention that was happening there. And the Lord began to show him a vision. Hear this. In my vision, I saw the world being held in the palm of God's hand. I was amazed at how big God was and how small every other issue on the earth was in the palm of his hand. As I looked at the earth, I began to notice little fires breaking out all over the world. First, it was just a few, and then it grew until there were hundreds and hundreds of fires. The fires were not large. They were all seemingly little flames on the little globe in God's hand. But then I noticed something else. The smoke from all the flames began to rise up to the face of God. He breathed in the fragrance of the smoke, and his heart was moved by their sacrifice of worship. In turn, he began to blow the wind of revival upon the earth. The revelation of Jesus and his salvation for mankind became brighter and clearer than ever before. Waves upon waves of people turned their hearts to him and surrendered their lives. My vision encompassed an awakening of historic proportions, the likes of which I had never seen or read about before. You think your little house fire is insignificant? No. Your house ablaze for Jesus is part of the greatest awakening we've seen, we will ever see in our lifetime. This is not just one person speaking this and the Lord speaking. This was when he was 17. He's 36 years old now, or 38. When I read that, I was like, oh, my word. Because one of the things the Lord showed me was on our website, and I told this to Amy in May, I want to have a map. And on the website, I want to have a place where people can go to Tuscarawas County and they can find and they can click on a flame on a map and find a place to join and become a part of a community, become a part of the church. Little flames all over the map. Did you hear the word of the Lord? What we think is small and insignificant, what we think is our little offering means nothing. No, what it is is a joining flame, a wildfire spreading across the earth. Do you want to be a part of that? I know I do. And I feel this boldness. I know you can tell it today. But I feel this boldness in me too. This This is the time. Let's go. It's time, church. Woo. Praise God. So if that weren't enough confirmation, because when I read that, I was like, babe, 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 I got to read this to (laughs) you. Probably exactly like that. Then a friend of mine, beautiful friend, sent me this because we had shared this vision with uh, Jen and Matt. And she sent me this word. She said, have you read the word from Nate and Christy Johnston? They're a prophetic couple out of Australia. Out of Australia. Come on. Is God talking or is he talking? Listen to this word, guys. We need to be tuned not only to what we think, but what he is saying across the globe. Oh, So go ahead, babe. Your turn. And this is just a portion Portion, of it. It's not even the entire thing. I feel like this is not just a prophetic word, but a fiery commission, an awakening of dry bones and broken dreams that were derailed and decommissioned. You see, we are in a new season, and the old has passed away, and we have been moved out of the old thing, the old way, and yielding to the new thing that we have not seen before or imagined. The world and all its chaos and tempest 
is the perfect setting for the shut, for not for shutdown and survival, but for the greatest season of ripening and launching we have yet seen in the earth. I'm talking about those who are right now in early, the early phases of pioneering movements never before seen, in the eagles who are peering over the edge of the nest, about to take their first flight into the unknown. This is for you. Every day was a nonstop torrent of information. He's talking now about his uh, just these visions he was getting, scriptures and visions where the Father was showing me a season to come where the church would leave the four walls and step into something extraordinary. I would see similar visions over and over of the walls breaking out and believers being mobilized as the church in different ways, such as meeting up in coffee shops, parks, and gathering around the family table. I saw millions of tiny fires lit up on a map all over the globe. Believers being radical voices in the church, as I once knew it, was upside down. And to be honest, it challenged me. This wasn't the church or kingdom that I knew at the time, but it became a reality inside me that I couldn't ignore. Movements are beginning and voices are rising, he said to me. Then I heard a peculiar phrase in my spirit, micro-movements. What are they? What does this even mean? Then I saw the same vision I saw in 2009 and many times since then of millions of fires lighting up the globe. I have given blueprints of millions of movements to my people that are needed for this time, but many are holding back because they look small and insignificant, but they need to know that they may look small in size or in comparison to other movements of the past, but they carry the same might, power, and backing of heaven. They are wildfire movements that will be a catalyst for revival around the earth and become an infrastructure for stewarding the greatest harvest the earth has ever seen. So what does this look like, I asked. And again, I saw parks with people gathering together worshiping, fields with people praising the name of Jesus, coffee shops with people talking about Jesus and praying together, and homes where people were coming together and prophesying over each other. In my spirit, I knew this wasn't confined to the physical either, but people beginning movements online, chats, groups, and fiery gatherings to mobilize believers around the world. In the scripture that came to mind was Matthew 18, 20, for where two or three gather in my name, there I am with them. This was written in August. We read it for the first time yesterday. Do you think the Holy Spirit is speaking? We can't make this stuff up, guys. <laughs> you can't. Furthermore, the prophetic is very active in the body. The fivefold, we need prophets and we need to be listening and tuning our ears to the voices that are speaking the father's heart what is the father's heart love if you hear anything other than love turn it off come on but we need to know what the lord is saying and he's speaking to each one of us we don't have to just hear it from nate and christy we don't have to just hear it from sean but i'm telling you right now this is not just a leslie and travis idea this is a move of god on epic proportions and we cannot sit any longer on this. Praise God. We've been talking about sin the last couple of weeks and how sin is an external reality. It's not an internal one for the life of a believer. You are a saint, not a sinner. That's right. 
How do we walk this life out? We walk it out in accountability and in community. How do we stay in a position where we are believing we are who he says we are? By, by Debbie encouraging me when I'm having a rough day and saying, remember who you are. By John speaking life over Bill. By Danielle speaking life over Mal. By Carol speaking life over Roberta. This is the church. And in Hebrews 3.13, it says, but encourage one another every day as, it is, as, as long as it is still called today, so that none of you will be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin. Sin is knocking at your door. Call your friend and say, hey, can you come kick it out? <laughs> come on. Do not do this alone. Jesus made us as a part of a body, moving parts. So we need one another. What I have seen in Celebrate Recovery is the beauty of the step studies that are happening and the community that has formed in these small groups. We're out the other day and they're saying, I'm, I'm in my group chat and we're praying for you. Come on. We may not be able to meet because of schedule, but we can have community. We can have communion with one another as often as necessary. Do not isolate. And this is, a, this is an opportunity that we get to encourage each and every one every single day. But you know what? Travis and I can't get to everybody. Then I wouldn't be able to pay attention to the three little girls who need me the most. Truly, they are all-consuming <laughs> fires. <laughs> they are wonderful and amazing gifts, and they are my priority. And my sweet, sweet husband. But in the process, I've, I, I have the opportunity to disciple and to pray with and encourage many. But it comes a point where we have a, a, not a limit. There's no limit in Christ. But we have a place to say, push it out. It's time for you to be who you are designed to be and do what you are called to be. Our job is to equip you to do this. Our job is not to hold your hand to do it. You are the righteousness of Christ. Go do it. We will equip you. We will be with you. We will fight with you. We, oh, my goodness, this is so exciting. But we have had life groups, and it's very similar as far as the small group mentality, but this is not any normal small group, folks. Okay? Are you ready? This is a time to say, Holy Spirit, fill my home with your fire. Yes. Break bread together. Sit around the table. There is no... Um, guideline other than to see this this culture of acts 242 and hebrews 313 kingdom come your will be done breaking bread in unity multiplication of a passion and intimacy with father son and holy spirit people getting saved in your home accountability freedom from sin james 517 confess your sins one to another and you will be healed come on Humbly walking alongside one another, fire of the Holy Spirit igniting in our homes all over this county. The church is not 742 Cookson Avenue. The church is 413 Beitler. The church is 1164 Charles. The church is Front Street. The church is, I can't name all your addresses. We are family, and family doesn't let anybody fall to the side. So we are launching house fires. And we, I have, we're going to have in the foyer in the next week or so a map of Tuscarawas County. 
with little flame stickers because I want to see it. I want to see the flames spread across this county. And whenever you say, yes, I'm going to have a house fire, be it at the Daily Grind or in your home or in your backyard or at the mall on a walk or you name it, wherever, on, on Zoom, we're going to put a flame on your location. We're not going to have, like, exact addresses on the map, so don't freak out. Your information is not going to be out for all to see. But it's going to be in the area in Tuscross County that you are located because that is your territory in the kingdom. Let his kingdom come, his will be done in your neighborhood, in your workplace. Maybe it's the break room at your work where you're reading the Bible with one other person. What did we say in Matthew where two or three are gathered in my name? Nothing is too small. You are the catalyst for the kingdom to come. This is the, this is the mission. This is the vision. This is the heartbeat of Lifeway. If you don't live in Tuscross County, that's awesome. Because we're going to take another county for Jesus. So we'll just figure out how to draw more onto the map. Woohoo! So we're not only wanting this map to be here in the foyer, but also online. Yes. So that people can go to our website and there will be a real-time map on our website of Tuscarawas County where every house fire is located with the address and information there for people to connect with you because this is not a Lifeway Church thing. This is a kingdom thing. And so you have been commissioned to do this. Listen, you have all that you need because you have Jesus and his Holy Spirit lives within you. Stop making excuses for why you're not capable of doing this. Stop making excuses why you're not capable of discipling your friends and family. You have everything that you need. John the Baptist said in Matthew 11, he says, those who repent, I baptize with water, but there is coming a man after me who is more powerful than I am. In fact, I'm not even worthy enough to pick up his sandals. He will submerge you into union with the spirit of holiness with a raging fire. You have been baptized into fire. And as I said earlier in this message, you are a city on a hill burning brightly. Do not hide your flame under a bushel. Hide it under a bushel. No. Let it shine, church. And it doesn't matter. You live in a house. You live in an apartment. You live at the homeless shelter. It doesn't matter. Because as this building does not define who the church is, neither does where you live. You can do this. And don't be surprised if we approach you and say, hey, we think you need to start a house fire if you don't volunteer. Because, listen, and you can tell us, no, that's here. Yeah, we already have. And these have already started, by the way. There's already people doing this. But guess what? Sometimes it takes someone else to see the potential in you before you see the potential in you. And we see it. So it's time. Hmm. Praise God. 
The church is busting out. The walls are crumbling down. And it is time for the fire to fall and spread in Jesus' name. The leader goals of this. We normally for life's groups would have an intense training time. But we really felt strongly that this is organic. This is grassroots. This is you saying, I am qualified because I have Jesus in my life. And I have a Bible. That's all you need. And if you have questions, we're here to answer them. And you can find out answers. If we don't know, we will find them. But you shouldn't let your knowledge of the word stop you from thinking that you're not enough to do this. It's, it's funny, actually, you say that. Because when Jesus sent out the 12 and when he sent out the 70, he didn't say, go and don't forget your manual. They had observed the master at his craft, and so have we, right? So we need to pay attention to what Jesus is doing and what the Father says we need to do. So we're going to ask you this morning, if the Lord is moving on your heart to not wait, if you feel this is definitely something that the Lord is asking you, you don't know how, you don't know where, you don't know when, that's okay. That's not something we're asking you to figure out right this second. But this is a moment where we need a house fire in Denison. We need a house fire in Yorksville. We need a house fire in Strasburg and in Bolivar. Or five or six house fires. Philly all over the map. Dover all over the map. And here's the thing too. Our heart, like he said, isn't, this isn't about Lifeway getting together with Lifeway. This is a missional concept. So that means, hey, my neighbor across the street can come over. Maybe you start there. You can start with people you know, people you're in relationship with, but don't make it complicated. Okay? Because this is very simple. It's walking with people like Jesus walked with the disciples and he talked with the disciples. We have a guide, but this is very loose for you to have and to look at and say, okay, this is the expectation, but this really isn't. The Holy Spirit leading and guiding you is the expectation. We expect Holy Spirit to be all over your house fire and you to be in prayer about what he wants and what he's saying to do. This is not a time for you to share your opinions on politics either. This is a time for you to share Jesus and him resurrected. We gotta stay focused We're not debating what's happening right now. We are staying eyes tuned to heaven and leading people in right, strong relationships. Celebrate Recovery is amazing, and I love it, and I love the community. But once you've gone through a step study, what then? We need community. you got to go through it again, and then you get connected to a house fire so that you have a family that is charging you on. Amen? So we are going to be up here. The service is going to end. We're done presenting this to you. If you feel Holy Spirit is moving you, come and see us. We have this to give you, and you're going to see it happening. It's going to just keep happening. If you have questions, we have resources for you, but it's time. So, Father, (laughs) this is your idea, and we want to humbly come before you and ask your blessing and your wind to blow on this fire. We are your daughters and sons, and we want to walk out your kingdom every single day with intentionality and purpose and fire in our hearts for you. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. We commit this to you. 
And we ask for your grace to fall upon it. And I pray for a strength and a courage to rise up in this beautiful army, this beautiful bride. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.